I'd like to share with you a few ideas about this week's Torah portion. And we're going to discuss in this week, Parshas Vayechi, that talks about the life and the death of Yaakov, Jacob, the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. And the message that I'd like to share with you this week is about how to overcome hardships, how to overcome hard times and suffering. We all go through moments of suffering in our lives. We all go through dark times, times when we when we don't see a hope or a light at the end of the tunnel, whether it's the coronavirus, the economy, personal hardships and relationships, marriages, dating, uh, physical health, mental health, depression, anxiety, financial stress. We all we all have a lot of times in our life that we feel lost. And I'd like to share with you a uh, an insight from this week's Torah portion on how to overcome hardship. So this week's Parsha begins, uh, the Medrash, the Talmudic teaching, points out that the Parsha is closed. What that means is in the Torah, between every Torah portion, there's a natural uh, paragraph break. There's a space, either a full line or a fa- space between words to point out that there's a difference between ideas and, uh, and a difference between the Torah portions. So there are throughout the Torah several different play- breaks. They could be breaks within uh, one Parsha, within one, one, one idea, uh, generally between ideas, but within one Torah portion. But in this week's Torah portion, it is connected to last week's Torah portion. So the commentaries point out that this closedness means something. And the idea of a closed Parsha corresponds to the idea of exile. Uh, the idea of exile in Hebrews Gullus has to do with disconnection. In typically speaking, exile of the Jewish people means disconnection from our land, disconnection from our mission. But there's also personal exile, and that takes place in each event, every one of our own lives, which is a disconnection from ourself, disconnection from our purpose, disconnection from our spiritual pot- potential. So, the idea of this exile, this type of exile, has to do with something being closed, being closed off from yourself. As opposed to joy, which the Talmud explains is an expansive emotion, joy makes you want to dance, it makes you want to sing, it makes you want to share, it expands your consciousness. But sadness, depression contracts you, it brings you lower into yourself. And you walk around with your head down, stooped over. That's sad because sadness is a contractive emotion. It's closed. Um, in the Torah, where we have the splitting of the sea, which was the final freedom of the Jewish people from Egypt, the song that the Jewish people sang at the sea is completely open. Every word, every few words in the Torah is completely spread apart. There's lots and lots of spaces because that represents freedom and expansion. But this partial where the Jewish people begin their exile in Egypt is closed. And that's the first explanation in the Medrash of why this week's Torah portion is closed, is because the hearts and the eyes of the Jewish people became closed after the death of Yaakov because of the harsh servitude and enslavement that began at the hands of the Egyptians. That's answer number one. Answer number two is a reference to a Talmudic story that 
In this week's Parsha, before he passes away, Yaakov, Jacob, gathers together the twelve, his twelve sons, the twelve tribes of Israel, around his bed. And he says that he wants to reveal to them what will transpire at the end of time. He wants to reveal the big picture of Jewish history, of human history, and tell them how it will all end. When will Mashiach come? When will the Messiah come? What will? When will humanity perfect the purpose for which they were crea- created and finally come together as one in service of one unified God? And Yaakov is about to reveal the end of time to his children when suddenly the his prophetic spirit left him. And he became very concerned that one of his children might not be worthy of hearing this message. And all of his sons respond in unison, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. They say the words of the Shema, the Jewish Pledge of Allegiance, that we believe, hero Israel, and in this case they're talking to their father, God is one, and uh, the name for God here is uh, Elokeinu, which means judgment, uh, forces of nature, hardships, all the hardships in your life, all the challenges, all the forces of nature that that control your destiny are really one. They come from Hashem, which is the source of everything, infinite oneness, what was, what is, what will be, that everything is united. And they said, just like there is one God, so too your children are united as one. And that's that's the story as brought down in the Talmud. And the Medrash says that the reason this Torah, week's Torah portion, answer number two, for why the Torah portion is closed is because Yaakov wanted to reveal the end of time to his children, but it became closed to him. His prophetic spirit became closed, his, his vision, his prophecy, and he was not able to reveal that answer to him. So that's answer number two. And now answer number three is is kind of different. Answer number three says that uh, Yaakov went through a lot of hardships in his life. His brother tried to kill him. He had to flee to another country. He lived with his uh, where he met his wives and his father-in-law continu- continuously uh, taunted him and uh, tormented him. Then he came back home and his daughter was abducted and violated. And then his favorite son, Yosef, was allegedly killed. And he went through a lot of hardship. But the last years in his life in Egypt were finally good. He he got to be reunited with his son and see that it all happened for a reason. So it says that in the Medrash that the reason the Parsha is closed is because all the troubles of the world were now closed for Yaakov. He was distanced and separated from the hardships of his life, and it began a new a new ending, a new beginning, so to speak. So these are the three answers brought in the Medrash, and I want to try to tie them all together and come out with an, an insight into our own lives. So the first question we have to ask is that the first answer in the Medrash says that the eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people became closed because of the hard, hard suffering of the, lab, of the slavery that began after the death of Yaakov. But that is actually not correct, because Rashi himself in the Chumash, who brings this, this explanation, he himself explains that the servitude only took place after all of Jacob's sons passed away. So we're talking about several decades later did the actual slavery begin. So what does it mean that the eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people became closed because of the 
hard labor because of the servitude and the, and the slavery in Egypt. So I believe that what is that all about? It's a disconnection from yourself, a disconnection from your purpose. And that's exactly what the Medrash is telling us, that the slavery, although the physical slavery only took place several decades later, but the spiritual slavery, the spiritual exile began now because the Jewish people's eyes and hearts became, became closed. They became disconnected from themselves and disconnected from seeing the big picture. Answer number one. And this is brought down by one of the great Hasidic masters, the Svasemis. And now the second answer, to explain the second answer in the Medrash along these same lines, is why couldn't Yaakov reveal the big picture to the Jewish people? Because although it was decreed that the Jewish people had to go through some sort of a suffering, they had to go through this exile experience. And says another one of the great Hasidic masters, that when you know the big picture, there is no suffering. The suffering is over. Let's think about that, how that applies to real life. If you can imagine uh, a little kid us by, as adults, we know, first of all, the pain is temporal. After we get that shot at the doctor's office, it might hurt for a second, but after that second, it's over. The pain is gone. When you know that there's an end in sight to your pain, it makes it so much more bearable, but all the more so when you know that the pain is for a purpose. And that's really the difference between pain and suffering. Pain takes place in your body. Sometimes pain takes place in your heart also. There's such a thing as emotional pain. But suffering takes place in your mind. That's when you make it worse by going over and thinking in the past, if only I should have, would have, could have, and feel guilty about your choices, or you think about the future, what's going to be, how is this going to end, how will I ever get out of this? Those are the two main things that my therapy clients are suffering from, and that's depression and anxiety. Depression is getting stuck in the past, and anxiety is getting stuck in the future. And whereas experiencing pain in the present is not that bad. Of course, pain can be excruciating. But when you know it has an end in sight, when you know it's going to end, and you know that it's for a purpose. Taylor to create a master tapestry for him. And he paid a surprise visit after several weeks into the tap to the tailor's workshop and he sees on the floor a disgusting mess of fabrics just cut up and tied together stitches threads all over the place knots and he said what are you doing i gave you the most finest fabrics in the in the country and you've cut them all up and ruined them says the tailor to the king your majesty please wait a minute and he finishes and he turns over the tapestry and he sees on the other side an unbelievable, beautiful picture. So our life is like the backside of the tapestry. We only see things in the present moment. We don't see the big picture. We don't see the front of the picture. It says in the Torah that God says to Moshe, Moshe says, show me your face. And God says, I can only show you my back. And some explain that to me and that God says to Moshe, you can see me looking backwards. 
In the moment, you can't see me head on. Oftentimes when we're going through suffering, we don't know why. We don't know how there's a purpose. We don't know how it's good for us to go through the suffering that we're going through. But sometimes when you look back at your life, you see how everything that happened, you happened for a reason. It was all part of a master plan to bring you to who you are today, to bring out your full potential. So that's the message of this. There's a goal, a destiny to, to history, a destiny to the world. There's a place that we're going in our own personal journeys. It's all for a purpose. It's all for a bigger picture that enables us to overcome the suffering. And that's the idea of the children of Jacob responding by saying Shema. In the Hasidic writings, Shema is called Mochin the Godless, which means expanded consciousness. Whereas when we're constricted, depressed, looking at things from the very myopic scope of our present moment in history from our own very small perspective. So that's called constricted consciousness. But when we say Shema and we meditate on the fact that all there is is God, all there is is oneness, everything is united with a common goal, a common purpose, an order, and a plan, so that expands us out of our small scope. We close our eyes when we say More often than not, we have to close our eyes and believe. We don't see it, but we believe it. We believe it in the core of our being because that is the, the inheritance of the Jewish people is to say that everything happens for a reason. And that is the way to... ...friendships of his life became closed because in a time when his daughter was violated and his son was killed and sold into slavery he couldn't see the big picture he didn't get it he couldn't figure out how this was for the good but then when he was finally reunited with his son and he saw that all of the things that happened happened for a reason by the way including the the, the violation of his daughter dina whose daughter ended up being moving uh, down into egypt and actually married joseph according to several opinions. So the whole thing happened for a reason. He was now able to look back and say it all made sense. Now the suffering of my life became closed to me. I'm able to start over fresh because I recognize that it all happened for a reason. That's the ultimate purpose of revealing the Kates, the ultimate purpose, the end, revealing the end, the ultimate purpose of the Shema and our goal of overcoming personal and national exile, slavery, servitude, depression, suffering is by disconnecting from the mental suffering, expanding our consciousness to recognize that everything that happens is for the Look forward to speaking to you soon.